Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. Ladies and gentlemen, we're excited to, uh, to have uh, a phenomenal gentleman on the call uh, on the show today. His name is Steve Burlack, uh, a New York native who graduated from the prestigious Phillips Academy in uh, Andover, Massachusetts, and uh, uh, he excelled in social studies and history and then joined the armed forces. Uh, after graduating, uh, he grew his talents further uh, in the intelligence branch of the U.S. Army. Uh, attaining the rank of sergeant while stationed in Oahu, uh, Hawaii, uh, and then he attended uh, military specialty schools uh, and received several honors and medals. Uh, this is going to be a great call. Uh, his exposure to new heights of culture, diversity, socioeconomic issues, and political influences on a global level staged the foundation for his lifelong commitment to social justice, community education, and political awareness. He is the founder and creator of the Burlock the Burlack Method, uh, Life Skills Training Module, a solution-based, dynamic, uh, and highly interactive workshop series that, that arms its audiences with the tools necessary to positively impact their bottom line. And uh, here's what I love. Uh, he does uh, The Burlack Method uh, includes staff training, but it also includes manhood training for young men. Welcome, my friend. Thank you very much, Philippe. I really very much appreciate it. Listen, uh let's get started with a little bit, you know, a little bit about your background. Where where are you originally from, Steve? I'm originally from the Bronx, New York. Uh I'm living here in Baltimore, Maryland now and I've been here since 2003. Okay, okay. What was uh childhood like? You got a big family, brothers and sisters? Uh what's going on there? Actually, just the opposite. It was a, I grew up in a very small family, at least the immediate unit. It was just my mom and I. Uh, my father was uh, actually killed in Vietnam when I was uh, just six months old. Uh, so it was my mom and I in the South Bronx uh, and, uh, until my mom remarried. Uh, and then my sister came along when I was 17. So, uh, yeah, so there's a huge age difference between us. So for for, for the most part, I grew up, uh, you know, I, I of one child in the home, um, uh, and again, growing up in the you know in the early seventies, mid seventies, uh, was its own issue there in the Bronx at that time. Sure, uh, sure. Very small family. We have quite a bit of family in Virginia and down south. Um, and uh, what's interesting is that our family really reflects kind of the American diaspora. Um, you know, the Burlack name is actually a Prussian Jewish name. Uh, my great great grandfather was a was a Prussian Jewish immigrant mm. uh, who married a Native American in Florida, and so our family tree sort of split from there. Um, so there there's actually a Steve Burlack uh, uh, who's related to me uh, with blonde hair and and blue eyes. Uh, wow! So it it really is the American story. Isn't that something? Now now, <clears throat> what uh, caused you to go into the armed forces? 
Actually, that was uh, that was happenstance. I, I never really intended. It wasn't this great plan of mine to do that. Um, I I literally had to leave school. You know, I, you know, again, growing up in a single parent home, really couldn't afford it. Um, had to leave school in the middle of my junior year, mm. and you know, without really much uh, in the way of background in terms of work, I said, well, what's the best way to proceed? And uh, again, my father was in the armed forces, obviously, and so was my grandfather, and I decided to continue the tradition. And I really am grateful that I did. I, I, I learned a lot, um, grew. Uh, as you mentioned, I was stationed in Hawaii. I mean, of all places to be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, talk about how God has a way of turning your life around. Um, you know, who knew I would I would live in Hawaii for three years, you know, and it really caught, it, it really laid the foundation for my life skills training later because that's where I learned discipline, you know, self-awareness, respect, um, how to submit, you know, your, your individual personality for the benefit of the team, uh, which then taught me things like uh, spirituality, connection to one another, you know, being responsible for one another. So it really laid the groundwork for my later work. That is fantastic. So how did, well, I assume, obviously, that the Burlak Method, you uh, uh, basically just kind of uh, reproduced and repurposed yourself into this method and mission. Tell me about the Burlak Method. Absolutely. Well, the Burlak Method is actually a series of life skills training workshops. Um, The idea of the series is to first, um, you know, point the audience towards uh, identifying, exploring, and then ultimately broadcasting what I call their inner champion. Um, you, you can't be successful in life unless you are imbued with self-awareness. You must know who you are and where you come from uh, in order to ever hope to be successful. So the, the premise of the Burlak Method is to start with that idea. And so the, the beginnings, you know, the first parts of the workshops are actually about who are you. And what are you about? And and then how does your attitude about who you are, what where you're from, impact you know how you can become successful? Mm-hmm. And then from there we start exploring ideas like once you identify that, how do you broadcast that inner champion? How do you use that information to then interact with others in a positive and meaningful way? How do you understand your physical and your spiritual connection? To others, and then of course, how does that impact you both in your personal life, with your family, with your community, but also how does that impact you at work? How does that impact you, your bottom line, when it comes to either working for someone else or even starting your own business? Because you still have to know your connection to others, even if you, if you know, if your boss is yourself, mm-hmm. uh, you still have to connect with others because that impacts your bottom line. Sure. Uh, so, uh, and then uh, at the end of the workshop series is all about teamwork. You know, how do we actually get pull all that together and become an effective team? Now, when did you launch the Burlak Method? When did you begin developing it? How did it come about? Well, it's interesting because I actually launched the Burlak Method officially last year, uh, but I was doing the similar workshops. I actually developed the workshops that became the basis for it uh, maybe 15 years ago. Um, I, I actually worked for a nonprofit organization, a job training program um, that focused on attitude um, and, and training. The good thing about that was that I was actually able to develop my own presentations. Uh, and an interesting story about that is uh, one time I actually went to Philadelphia 
to do an orientation for that nonprofit group. And the presentations I did were actually uh, presentations that I had developed. And what was interesting was that the audience there thought that I was uh, a motivational speaker that was hired by, by that agency. Mm. And and they actually started asking me, well, what else do you talk about? You know, wow. what, what other topics do you do you you know do you broach? And that that was the first time, maybe 15 years ago, that I started realizing, wait a minute, I I actually do have a message. I do have something that I talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was those were the seeds really from there. When I, when uh, I actually after that wound up going into the education system here in Baltimore. That's what brought me to Baltimore. I was a U.S. history teacher. Uh, here in Baltimore, and then eventually I became an administrator in the public school system. Mm. And I realized uh, that either I was just going to chase paychecks um, in a system that, you know, we, we can talk about the public school system. for That that could be the whole interview. But you know, <laughs> needless to say, with the news that's been out about, you know, reform in, in public education, yeah. about the issues that are going on there, I realized that my gifts, uh, we're not going to be uh, we're not going to be honed uh, by working in that system, mm-hmm. um, and that actually is a real big part of the story for me because uh, you know the reason why I focus on spiritual uh, training as well is because what moved me from uh, from the school system and from working in nonprofits to the Burlack method was my own uh, giving up of my life spiritually. Uh, I was actually saved two years ago. Um, and by do you know by by doing that by submitting my life to a spiritual path, um, that's what actually got me focused on developing the the Burlack method fully. Um, and I realized that again, it was it, the choice was always mine. It was it was either stay in the system and just you know make some checks and pay some bills, mm-hmm. or live in my purpose. Uh, I, I believe that you know all of us have a purpose. We all have skills that we are given. And I realized that my my skill in speaking publicly and getting people to hear messages uh, is a gift. And and so it became a matter at that point of me living the purpose of of you know using that gift to bless others. Uh, and really, that's that's the birth of the Burlock method. Well, you know, I hear uh, in your voice uh, uh, extreme passion for what you do. And I remember having a conversation with uh, evangelist Denise Matthews and uh, her story of when she came to Christ. And also, some time ago when I talked to Zig Ziglar, and he always shares a story. You know, 1972, I gave my (laughs) life to Christ, you know. And um, uh, so the question is, is, is who did you become uh, and what were you growing through? Uh, to move yourself mm. into that direction. Wow, wow. Um, it's a great question because it, it really speaks to why, you know, all of this happened. Um, you know, literally I, I was experiencing just, you know, regular trials and tribulations in life. Um, um, you know, <sighs> You know, going through school, um, I was actually married. I have two beautiful girls from um, from my um, marriage, mm-hmm. um, but the marriage I was struggling with that in the marriage for for various reasons. Um, you know, I was unhappy with what I was doing at work, mm-hmm. and I started to realize, okay, wait a minute, is my life supposed to be me just getting a paycheck, even though I'm not happy? 
um, you know, I, I really struggled with that. You know, the whole idea that, you know, waking up in the morning um, and, and breathing out heavily because I really did not want to do what I had to do that day uh, mm-hmm. in order to bring money home. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think I think many of us can at least understand that feeling no it, it, or have been through that feeling before. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, what actually got me to the Burlock Method was, was huh, wow, a conversation I had maybe 20 years ago when I was in the Army. Um, uh, a very good friend of mine said to me, um, do you realize that you have a gift? And I said, well, what are you talking about? And she said, every time that you speak in front of our company, everybody stops. And, and listens to what you have to say. She said if the, if the company commander speaks, if anybody else speaks, there's always side conversations and things going on. And, you know, I thought she was crazy, but sure enough, the very next time I spoke in front of our company, we're talking over 100 people, um, the very next time I spoke, everybody stopped mm-hmm. and, and just stopped everything they did and just, just to hear what I had to say. And I remembered that lesson uh, when it came when it came to the point, you know, at the end of the school year, and I remembered, wait a minute, that there is a purpose to what I'm here to do. You know, there's a reason why I have that gift, um, and I'm either going to continue being miserable, or I'm going to give up, you know, living this type of life and and creating what I know is in my heart to create. And the testimony of it is, Philippe, I had no idea how I was going to do it. You know, I had you know some plans, I had some ideas. But if you were going to ask me on the day I created the Burlock Method, you know, what exactly is going to happen, you know, five years from now, I couldn't have, I could not have told you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and literally it became a leap of faith for me. Um, and the interesting thing about that, Philippe, is that as soon as I stepped out of the way of that uh, and, and allowed it to happen, um, all kinds of opportunities came my way. You know, people that I would never have anticipated you know, stepped into my life, provided me with opportunities. Um, you know, I've been speaking in front of, you know, colleges, universities. I've been speaking in front of nonprofit groups. You know, and again, these were all opportunities I could not have imagined, you know, on the day I decided to leave the school system. Um, you know, and there, there's all kinds of even other opportunities as well, you know, even down to, you know, uh, the website that I have. I mean, just all kinds of things like that. How amazing is it? How amazing is it when you get out of your own way and let the spirit guide you? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's absolutely amazing. But you know, you said something that 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 I really want to tap on. I've got a lot of uh, there's a lot of things I want to talk to you about uh, uh, today. But but you know, uh, in this time in America, uh, there are millions of people who are doing what you did, and that is waking up. Uh, doing what they don't want to do but have to do in order to pay the bills mm-hmm. and living a life that is completely unfulfilled and unfulfilling. Yes. And I truly believe that there's a consequence to that, even if you're doing it for the better good of your family, mm. that, that, there is a, that there is a detriment to the rest of the world uh, mm. in that if you don't bring out what it is or, or or even ask the question, what is it that I'm supposed to do and why am I here, mm, and, yeah. and, and, and don't pursue that question and don't take action on it, that there's a detriment because there's people on the planet who need you, who yes, need you to figure yes. that out. Yes, 
who need to, that who need you to find out who you are so that you can be one of the Bibles that they read. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. Go ahead. So you know, let, well, speak on that. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, Philippe, you you bring uh, a, a, a two stories to mind, which I mean this. I mean, Felipe, this is going to wind up being a show about testimony in a minute. <laughs> but, hey, no, te- no testimony. You know, I, I, I can tell you this. You know, it's, there's two stories that come to mind about that with you when you just mentioned that. Um, you know, the first is, you know, I knew from, again, from the story I already told you, my message was about understanding your own attitude, how it impacts your success, and just as importantly, are you connected to everyone spiritually, not just everyone today, everyone that's ever lived, everyone that ever will be, you have a responsibility to and a connection to. And so I knew that was the message. So, But I ran from it, again, because I was scared. Literally, Philippe, my testimony is about faith over, over fear. You know, I was, I was scared. How am I going to live without, you know, having this paycheck every two weeks? And you know, I was worried about it. I prayed about it until eventually I literally dreamt, dreamt about it. And the testimony is is that I had this dream where I'm literally floating at the top of a building, and I'm watching these people. It's a tall building, like a skyscraper, and I'm watching these people on the roof getting thrown off the roof one at a time. Mm. I can't see who's actually throwing them, but I can see the people falling off the roof one at a time. And needless to say, they're terrified. They're screaming. They're they're afraid. And they're literally, I'm watching them fall one by one. And then as the last person is thrown off the roof, they literally come, they fly right back up to the roof. And as soon as all of them are back on the roof, they get thrown off the roof one at a time again. And this happens maybe three or four times. Now, mind you, I don't have any emotional reaction to it. I have no reaction. I'm literally just watching. And then the last time they're thrown off, I notice there's like an exhaust fan on 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 the side of the building, this huge fan. And as they're falling, they're heading straight for the fan. And I'm afraid at that point, finally, that they're, they're going to be cut up. But the odd thing that happens, Philippe, is as they hit the fan, it spins them off. And instead of falling or going back up to the roof, they start sliding parallel to the ground, neither falling nor rising. Mm. And I wake up. And, you know, the odd thing about it is this was right at the point where I was about to submit my life to Christ. And I spoke to a, a good friend who was a spiritual advisor for me, and she said she said the words that eventually led to my, to my submitting my life. She said to me, look, your gift is not about you. Your gift is about blessing others. And that's true of all of us. Our gifts are about blessing others. And she said, look, these people are waiting for you. How long are you going to wait? Mm-hmm. before you take action and help them. Uh, and, you know, again, it, it, that's, that was what led to my being saved eventually and, and also what led to the, to the Barlack method, you know, because I realized that, you know, I have to use this gift of teaching and, and being able to speak to people to get them to understand. Um, Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and, again, testimony about, Stepping out of the way and not being afraid anymore um, goes right back to you know a mutual friend of ours. Um, 
you know, I didn't know how to put anything together in terms of marketing it and, you know, a website. You know, I was just developing it, and literally um, a friend of ours, uh, Dr. Deaver Redunn, says to me, you know, a, a person who I meet on just on, you know, on Facebook, you know, that I'm talking to on Facebook, and she said to me out of the blue, you know, um, I have this idea about developing a website for you. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know what, um, I'm not going to charge you for it. She said, because I, I really believe that um, that my gift, of, uh, my gift in putting together a website is necessary for you, and mm-hmm. I need to help you with that. God's telling me to build it for you. Now, I mean, you know, that's like out of a storybook, man. I mean, that's not something, you know what I mean, that's not something that you can script. Absolutely. You know, for someone to actually say, God's telling me to do this service for you, um, you know, I, again, it's just straight testimony, you know, What's of how amazing? God will move people. What's amazing to me is that even people who are not of the same uh, faith as you come yes. into your life and help you. Yeah. is a testament to the power of faith. And right. there is something to jumping and growing your wings on the way down. Yes. There's yes. truly something to that. I truly believe yes. that. Absolutely. And and I I agree with you. I, you know, again, I think somebody listening might might say, "Okay, well, this is all about Christian teaching, and it really isn't just about that." Um, you know, I think your point is is accurate. You don't have to be Christ, Christian to be a participant in the Burlock method. In fact, um, you may not belong to any particular faith. Um, but the idea is that, you know, if you believe that, you know, you have a calling, if you believe that your attitude impacts your success and that your knowledge of self impacts your success, then you're you're a perfect candidate mm-hmm. uh, for the Burlack method. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, that brings us to the young to the young men. That's, I mean, you know, who better to teach than our young men who are struggling you know, with the whole idea of even having males that they can that they can use as role models. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, they're they're not seeing we're not seeing men in our community, and these young men are suffering because of it. And that's why I targeted young men in in my training as well. Well, let's talk about a little. Let's talk a little bit more about the training. Now, you say there are modules. So, how many modules are there in the Burlack Method? There's there's one module. There's five. There's five working. Um, uh, workshops, five workshops that are independent of each other or that can be used as a string of services. Okay. There are also themes that can be attached to that um, as additions, and there are, there are like four other themes that can be attached to that. The, the youth training actually is a bit more than that, um, only because we're, we're attacking some fundamental mental issues in youth training that we're not necessarily addressing for the adults, things like how to tie a tie. Um, chess, using chess, like we actually use chess in the in the men's group, in the youth group. We okay. use chess as a teaching tool for life skills. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that that we don't necessarily address in staff training. So for the adults, we have staff training where we have a series of workshops that address things, again, like self-awareness, team building, you know, those sorts of things. Now, you know, I also for, uh, forgot to mention in your in your bio, uh you had uh you've been in media uh and in front yes. of office before. Uh but you also were on uh BET. 
That's correct. And and again, it's funny how how things work out. Um, um, I actually did an appearance on 60 Minutes while I was a member of a, a nonprofit group, the Attitudinal Training, and um, from that um, there actually was uh, there was a producer out in L.A. Uh, who saw me and decided that you know this this man has some talent that we can work with, and it was from there that we developed a a talk show pilot actually. Um, and through that talk show pilot, I made some of the connections um, there that all allowed for me eventually to get um, a, a shot at working as the host of BET Tonight. So I actually worked as host for BET Tonight uh, in 2001, actually right before 9-11, um, that summer before 9-11. Uh, and that was fantastic. I learned a tremendous amount. Working in the media, you learn a lot, particularly in terms of, uh, talking to people, interviewing them, uh, addressing world, you know, issues that impact the community directly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, that that was a tremendous experience, actually. Uh, and I still actually, there are clips, as a matter of fact, of those, of some of those shows uh, on the website that I have. Speaking of which, what is your web address, my friend? Oh, thank you. It's uh, org, And Burlack is B E R. L-A-C-K, so steveburlack.org. Fantastic. Going back to the youth, um, yeah, you know, uh, when, I, when I was a black boy growing up, um, it would have been wonderful to see a, another black man who was not an athlete uh, or who uh, <laughs> was, yeah. was you, you know what I'm saying, yeah. that um, uh, was not a rapper, uh, that was, you know, uh, a professional, uh, other than, yeah. you know, I remember Officer Friendly when, you know, that would come in <laughs> and, yeah. and talk to us. And, of course, growing up as a black man in the south side of Chicago, there was no such thing as a friendly officer. <laughs> but that's another story. We'll have that on yeah, another oh, yeah, that's a whole other interview right there. <laughs> yes, the same the in the Bronx. Yeah, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, you, you know, how many, how many kids do you train, how many young men do you, do, do you train at a time, and what is, like, the initiation process? How does one get involved in, in the Burlack Method? Oh, excellent. Thank you. Um, well, it, generally I train up to about 20 uh, young men per workshop. Um, 20 usually is like a workable number in terms of my working by myself. Um, I also, you know, if there's more than 20 in the class, then I'll, you know, I'll have someone else to be an assistant because, you, you know, you want to be able to give that personal touch uh, mm-hmm. while you're doing the workshops. Um, so usually we're looking at classes of about 20. Um now, in terms of recruitment, uh, it's actually very easy. You can anyone can go to the website itself, um, and my number is there. I can be called um, for uh, for inclusion, or um, there's a contact form on the website. Um, if you if any young man is interested in that sort of training, uh, all they have to do is fill out the contact form, and someone from the Burlock Method will get back to him. Oh, fantastic! Now, is this exclusively? Where you're located, or are you getting, are you planning on satelliting this out, or being able to travel with it? How does that work? How, what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. Looking, looking with the, you know, to travel with it, um, you know, because you know the workshops themselves, the themes of the workshops are not unique to Baltimore, and so um, you know anybody who is interested, no matter where they are, 
uh, I'm interested in training uh, and, and providing workshops for them. So, uh, absolutely, you know, this, this is this is road ready. <laughs> so, Fantastic, love yes, it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I guess kind of a, a trite question would be, why are young men a specific part of your audience? Of course, we, I know this, but you know, what in your yeah. words? Why, why the focus and emphasis on on, on young men uh, and young black men in particular? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, again, uh, you know, some, we, we all have ideas about it, but I can tell you as someone who taught U.S. history in a major city public school system, mm-hmm. our young men are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are states wherein African-American males are dropping out of high school at a clip of 50% or more. Um, you know, and these numbers are absolutely unacceptable. And the reason why is because, again, not only are they struggling with having male role models, um, you know, many of them are struggling with issues that they simply are not prepared to handle at their ages. You know, when you have a 12-year-old who's coming to school after seeing one of his friends shot in the head, you know, the night before, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they need help. <laughs> Our young men need help. Uh, as a matter of fact, a true story, I had a young man in one of my classes uh, where that actually happened to him. He saw one of his friends shot in the head. Now, here's the here's the key, Philippe. It, it wasn't just that he saw someone shot. I mean, we, we've heard stories like that all the time. The issue is, and the reason why I think my workshops about attitude, self-awareness is so important is because, that young man's reaction to seeing his friend was to run up to him in the street, pull out his camera, and take a close-up picture of the kid shot in the head on the ground. Mm. And not only that, he spent the next day showing the picture off to everybody in the class, anybody who would want, who would look at the picture he was showing it off to. Uh, and, wow. and it's that sort of lack of of consciousness, that lack of self-esteem, that lack of self-awareness. Yes. Um, you know, our moral compass for our young men is yes. off. Um, and, we, you know, our young men have become so desensitized, you know, to the idea. I mean, you know, again, how do you, how do you move that young man to then becoming the leader of his family and the leader of his community? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's work to be done. And so, you know, that's why in particular I targeted the young men because the numbers are so uh, so incredibly uh, horrendous when it comes to our young men. We, we really are struggling. They've even done studies that talk about how boys learn as compared to how girls learn and how, you know, the resources that are set up in schools are actually designed uh, better for young girls just because of the, of the way that they learn. You know, there's all kinds of issues like that. And as an educator, I, I became all too aware of. Wow. How phenomenal is that? My God. Yeah. What a gift you are to the planet, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate what a it. Gift. What a gift you are. What is the hallmark, do you believe, of, of, of your training? What is the, the, the true essence and nature of your training? Wow. Um, if, if there is a hallmark to the Burlack Method, um, it is self-awareness um, and uh, a, a grasping of the responsibility of your spiritual connection to others. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that really, if someone who's gone through the Burlack method, uh, if they've learned anything, they've learned who they are, where they come from, and that their connection to others bears responsibility, and that that responsibility not only impacts them personally, 
it impacts them professionally as well. You can't be you can't be part of a Fortune 500 company unless you understand how your actions impact others. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can't make money for yourself or anybody else for that matter unless you know how to take your individual personality uh, and and put it uh, under the auspice of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't do that, then you can't be successful. Fantastic. Well, you know, we talked about one of your uh, major influences and motivations, which is 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 the spiritual aspect. But I guess I have to ask, who uh, is there? One or many people who have influenced you over the years mm-hmm. and have shaped uh, your way of thinking. Well, you know, there's um, uh, James Weldon Johnson probably is like my biggest hero. And and for those um, for those who aren't aware of who he is. Uh, James Weldon Johnson was the author of Lift Every Voice and Sing, mm. and, um, you know, which other people know as the Negro National Anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that fascinated me about him was that not only did he write, you know, spirituals and write all these songs, um, you know, at the turn of the 20th century, this man taught himself Spanish and eventually became the consulate to uh, the U.S. consulate to, to uh, Nicaragua and Venezuela. Hmm. Uh, and as a black man whose father is Puerto Rican, uh, that really speaks to me uh, because, I, you know, that's a whole other hallmark of the training. When I talk about connections, it's not just spiritual. It's also cultural. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say that I'm a black man, you know, one thing that James Weldon Johnson understood, saying you're a black man does not necessarily mean you're a black man in, a, in the United States. You know, there are black men and black women who, you know, who speak different languages, they have different cultures. Just like uh, if you're a white man here in America, there's any number of cultural, linguistic um, influences on who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it, he really taught me that, you know, by doing those things. And he also wrote uh, a novel called um, The Autobiography of an Ex-Colored Man. Uh, which talked about the whole idea of passing um, and what that meant you know, to him being a black man in the 20th century. So that he, he was a major influence on my thinking about uh, expanding who you are, um, understanding your connection to others, um, and that, you know, your attitude about yourself and that, you know, hard work, uh, you can do anything. Because if he could do that at the beginning of the 20th century, I certainly can do whatever I want <laughs> in 2011. Amen. Hello. You know, it's, <laughs> wow. that's right. There's no excuse. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so so with, with, uh, taking that question a little further, uh, who do you want to be uh, and, and would like to be in the next five to ten years? Wow. Um, yeah, it's a great question. It's funny because you asked that. Because that's exactly the, you know, the sort of thing I, try, I want uh, our participants to do in the Burlock Method. For, for me, uh, one of the things I'm doing, I'm actually writing uh, a book as we speak, um, uh, which talks about the Burlock Method, and it talks about, you know, different. It talks about the themes of connections and uh, and and self awareness. Um, and so, one of the things that I see myself being is an author. Uh, of at least that one book in the next five years, although I actually have more that I'll write. Um, I also am looking to expand it, like we talked about earlier. I see myself uh, actually expanding the Burlack Method so that I'm providing this sort of message around the country. 
Um, I've also made some connections with people in different parts of the world um, who also are, are starving for this kind of message. Mm-hmm. And so actually what I see is traveling internationally and providing um, workshops and training in different cultural events uh, where I make connections culturally, linguistically, physically and spiritually with people from different parts of the world to get them to understand that what happened in uh, in Libya has a direct impact or an indirect impact that's important to someone living in, in Baltimore or Boston Absolutely. or L.A. Absolutely. Um, so I, I definitely see expanding it uh, on a global scale uh, within the next few years. And, and certainly within the United States, I see, you know, doing workshops around this uh, and addressing audiences. Again, the, the audiences I address are, you know, uh, um, staff training for companies, organi- different, you know, um, nonprofit organizations, uh, universities, colleges, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I definitely see myself speaking to those audiences. Well, my friend, you've got a friend in media that will promote you before, during, and after. Oh, excellent. Thank <laughs> you book. so much, Felipe. And whatever it is that you are doing, Please let me know so that I can broadcast it to uh, the world or our world. Yes. And, uh, yes. I just absolutely uh, know that the world is a better place because you showed up at this time in this way. Well, thank you, Philippe. I, I very much appreciate it, and, and I really appreciate your time uh, because, again, for me, it's your gift in putting together, you know, what you do that allows people like me to even to be able to dream about doing these things. And so, you know, I, I see that as the way that your gift and my gift work together so that other people benefit. Uh, and, and that's just, you can't beat that. That's, that's beautiful. Absolutely. You know, so I really appreciate it. You're the gift, my friend. We are the gift. God bless yes, you. Sir. Thank you so yes, much sir. for talking to me today. Thank you. I very much appreciate it, Philippe. All right. Love you, man. We'll talk All soon. All right. Same here. Love you too, bro. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. God bless. Please.